Good evening, everyone. It is 6 p.m. here in the United Kingdom on the 24th of January 2021. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master, and this is the UK Bitcoin Master live show. Strong hand, people. Stack, sats, and hodl. Whoops, there you go. Stack, sats, and hodl. That is is the theme of today's show. So don't forget, smash that like button, really important. If you are finding this channel for the first time, really important, you click subscribe. Then you hit the all button or the bell symbol and the all button, and you'll be notified when I go live twice a week, every week, every Monday, and every Thursday. Talking of Thursday, this Thursday, I've got another live guest coming up. So tune in at 6 p.m. for another very prominent uh, Bitcoiner that I'm going to be talking to. And for those of you just finding this, if you didn't watch last Thursday's show, I would suggest you go and watch it. Lawrence Lepard or Larry Lepard, um, a former gold bug, well, still a gold bug, but really feels that Bitcoin is the strongest horse in the race. Go back and watch that from last Thursday. Um, I thought it was a fantastic interview. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with Larry um, about gold, Bitcoin, etc, etc. Okay, very, very quickly. If you're new to all of this, it is so important you do your own research. There is the disclaimer down there. Read it. I'm not giving any financial advice here. It's disappeared now off the screen, so you're going to have to go back and pause it if you want to read it. Okay, do check out uh, my videos. This is video number 393, all about Bitcoin, all bullish on Bitcoin, I hasten to add as well. And you can check them all out at ukbitcoinmaster.com and you can check out all the interviews that I've done to date at bitcoininterviews.com. So I would encourage you all, if you're new to all of this, do check these uh, channels out because there's a lot of good stuff on there uh, since 2018. And tonight we're going to talk about how the landscape has changed in such a short space of time from when I got in Bitcoin in 2017 to where we are now effectively um, almost five years later. Come May this year, it'll be five years since I got into Bitcoin. So I'm going to delve in. Um, many of you have, gonna have seen this before and many of you are going to say, I've got a mega strong hand and I'm sure many of you that are my regulars have got a mega strong hand. But I wonder how strong your hand is as you see the price sliding and sliding and sliding and sliding and your mega hand becomes still mega, but you're starting to get a bit shaky and it keeps going down and it's getting even shakier and it keeps going down. And all of a sudden that strong hand isn't a strong hand anymore. It's interesting, the people that I uh, look out for and watch on Twitter or watched with an ED on the end, that almost have gone. They're just not around anymore. Have they been fudded out? Have they got fed up with Bitcoin not mooning when they want it to moon? Because, you know, I've said it again. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Bitcoin won't moon when you want it to. 
Bitcoin will moon as its overall adoption happens and the world gets more and more aware of it. And, you know, it doesn't always go how we want that to go, does it? So we're going to have a look at that in a minute. Before that, let me quickly jump into my chat and say hi to my lovely wife, Elaine, who's in the house. Uh, P. Hill, good to have my nephew with us. Uh, Kate Linden, my granddaughter, is with us. My goodness, there's three of my family in the house already. I've seen Jack Dave Shackelford in from Phoenix in Arizona. Dave, welcome. Uh, Matt Underhill from the Bitcoin book. Good to see you, Matthew. Alexis Menard, uh, good to see you back. As always, we've got Johnny Midas coming in from... Um, Texas Hotel COVID room. Oh, my Lord. Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, Buffy W, my daughter, she's also in the house. That's four family making five with me. So we laugh about a typical family show. But hey, I believe it is. Lance Hoddle, I've seen you there somewhere. I'm just making sure I haven't missed anyone. That is it. Oh, Zaza's just joined us. Good to see you back, Zaza. Always great when you can find some time to join us live. Okay, so last thing before we go over and see what's going on. If you want to get my attention, I have got several windows open. And if you type in UK Bitcoin Master, then your message, it lights it up in bright orange and I do my absolute best to see it. Now, my lovely wife, who's a moderator in the chat, comes up to me sometimes after the show is over and she says things like, what is the point of typing in your name when you don't see it? Understand, people, when you go live, this is not a recording. This is not uploaded. It is live. And I've got so many window screens going on with all sorts of different things happening. Sometimes I see it, but I can't get to it because I'm like that proverbial swan. On the surface of the pond, I look beautifully graceful. Underneath the surface, I'm peddling like the clappers. That is me when I'm running this show. So if you do type something and I don't get to it, understand there's probably a very genuine reason why I haven't. And that is because this beautiful swan who's graceful coming through your, your cameras or into your tablets or your phones or your computers is absolutely peddling like mad under the surface. <clears throat> OK, so let's get into the show. As always, the first thing we're going to look at is the Bitcoin price. Now, how many people are freaking out, wondering how much further it's going down? We've got a bit of recovery here at 35,350. So it has recovered somewhat, but it's not unusual for that to happen. Then it go down again. And I'm going to show you that in a minute. Many people in the chat have maybe not seen some of the graphs I'm going to show you. But what I'm trying to do is help you all to zoom out and understand that on Bitcoin's trajectory in an upward direction, there are several corrections that happen. We're going to hear a short video clip as well um, from somebody who I do respect. Um, and we're also going to look at how the landscape has changed, how somebody is bang against Bitcoin one day, and less than two years later, he's all for it. And we'll hear about that <coughs> as well. Hang on a second, people. 
Sorry, I needed a cough. Okay, so let's get into it. So you can clearly see, and I know my nephew P. Hill is all over this right now. He keeps noticing uh, very wisely, I should say, that as Bitcoin drops, you get more sats for your dollar, stroke pound, stroke euro, stroke whatever. And as you can see right now, you're currently getting 2,823 sats uh, for your dollar at the moment. If you take a look, the hash rate has busted through 200,000 exahashes. So I don't know whether that's a new all-time high in terms of the hash rate, which is what supports the Bitcoin network and keeps it strong. But if it is, and that's a new all-time high, absolutely top draw. Love that. That just shows it doesn't matter what's happening on the day-to-day -day price, the hour-by-hour -hour price. It is what is going on under the hood. Nobody cares if your car can do 60, 80, 100 miles an hour is under the hood or working exactly as it needs to be working. So whatever's going on with the price and however the whales are manipulating it or however the markets, you know, the, the S&P 500 down and the Nasdaq down and all that stuff is taking Bitcoin with it. That is just short term price. And by the end of this show, for anybody that hasn't quite got that strong hand yet, I'm hoping this is going to help you, <coughs> excuse me, oh dear, some way to getting that strong hand. Hold on. <coughs> I've got a right tickle today. There you go. We're live again. I can't pick and choose when I'm going to get a tickly throat whilst we're live. When you record it and upload it, you can edit that out. And I like going live. Okay, so... Um, I'm trying to remember what I was going to do first. OK, so we're looking at the Bitcoin. Let's get into the show. We're looking. Well, we're into the show. Don't anybody start putting in my chat. My God, seven or eight minutes and you're still doing an intro because no, I'm not. Because my intro and saying hi to you all and everything else is the show. OK, it's just that I want to get into the nitty gritty of it all now, uh, now that we've all communicated and I've said hi to many of you that are in the chat. Don't forget, if you join and you want to shout out, just type in UK Bitcoin Master. Right. So what I want to do is go back to an old chart I used to use because it, it shows it better than this bit bit bow chart. So what we're going to do, this is the start of the show. Let's look at this. And I want you all to look at this. Here we are. You are looking at the Bitcoin chart from as far as this one goes back, which is uh, the 30th of August 2010. We know uh, the first um, Genesis block was mined in 29, uh, 2009. But, you know, this is the first one this chart shows. And we got Bitcoin at six cents. OK, six, not sixth cents, Bruce Willis, six cents. OK, right. So then we come along. We have a little bit of a bump in the road here and I'm going to come back to this bump in the road. And I've done this before, but I need to keep doing it for the noobs that find my channel. OK, so we come along and then we get the run up in 2017. Then we come along and we're over here where we are right now at 35. This one's saying 259, but you get the point. OK, here's the thing. And I've said this before. Let's go back and have a look. look at the moment, <clears throat> this looks like a tiny bump in the road. But if we zoom into that, and if you were living through that moment, this is what it looks like. Now, all of a sudden, you've got this run up to, whoops, let me get it there. Oh, this is so sensitive, people. Can't get to the top. You take the point. There's a run up here, then it drops down. Then we run sideways for a bit. 
And then all of a sudden, there's a massive run up again up here. So we get up to, I can't quite get it up. There we go. $1,124 from down here. I don't know, $100. So a 12x. And everyone's elated. And when you're living through this and you buy your Bitcoin at a dollar or $10 or $70, and then it goes up to 1200 Where's my curiosity gone? 1,200. You're like totally elated. And then it goes right down to the bottom there. Then it comes back up again and it goes up and down like a fiddler's elbow. And we all think it's recovering. And then it goes up and everyone's excited. And then it goes down and it drops down into a bear market. Okay. Now I'm not saying for one minute we are going into a bear market, but it certainly looks like it. When you look at what's gone on on this particular chart with it sliding downwards here and then sitting down at two hundred odd dollars from twelve hundred, which is, you know, I, I can never work the mass out on that. But, you know, it's a fair percentage uh, chunk down, isn't it? From twelve hundred to say two hundred odd. You know, I don't know what that is in percentage terms, but, you know, a good five sixths of a, of a drop down from from the peak. OK, and then a lot of people sold their coins. OK, and they shouldn't have sold their coins, but they have sold their coins because they see it 1200. Now it's 200. All their friends and family say, you tote idiot. Why did you sell it for? So then we move along and we look at the next chart. Now, this is from look at the bottom, January 17 to January 19. So we've got a two year period here with along here. We've got the halving around May 2017. I, I And I got in just after, oh, I can't remember, just after or just before, or April 2017, whenever the halving was. And then, of course, we then had this run up. Everyone's getting excited. Then it pulled back. Then we run up and we go up to our 19,000 mark. Okay. We hit the top again. Again, everyone's FOMOing in. Yorkie Bitcoin are reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> Good to see you in the house, Yorkie. Pound the like button. Okay, can't see anybody else has joined yet. That's cool. Um, select few of us, as always. That happens every time the Bitcoin drops. The people that come on shows don't come on. They get disillusioned and they go off and do other things. And then Bitcoin pumps and people start turning up in the chat again. Some people don't run their channels for ages because of the bear market. You'll notice with me. My channel has run every Monday and every Thursday, barring when I was unwell last year. OK, there was a few times I missed out all the way back since 2018. And if you're new, go back and watch them all. And I defy any one of you to bring me a link to any of my shows where I was bearish on Bitcoin. Now, here we are. We've gone from 69,000 down to 32,000, bounced back a bit to 35. And I'm as mega bullish as hell. Why? Because I'm zoomed out and we'll come on to zooming out um, a little bit later. But here we are on the next chart of 2017. So all of a sudden, the high wasn't $1,200. It's $19,000. And then we go and get a correction all the way down here to this point to, whoops, come on, you damn thing. It won't dip. There it is. Six, nine. So 19,000 to 7,000. That's a fair chunk down, isn't it? Close, close to two thirds down, 60% down. Yeah. Then it started to recover. Everyone got excited. Then it went down again. And then we go on this downward into a bear market again. And this is when I sat in the bear market from 2018 to 2019. 
Now, let's look at the, the last one where we are right now. Now, past examples of what Bitcoin's done, we can't ever look at that as what may happen in the future because no one's got a crystal ball. But what we're looking at here is a couple of head and shoulders, uh, climb ups, pullbacks, and I don't know what the future holds. All I know, if we look at all these run ups and these pullbacks, human emotion is excited when it's up, um, down in the doldrums and wondering what's going on with Bitcoin when it goes down. And you got to try and smooth those emotions out because overall, who would have who wouldn't have minded even buying Bitcoin here at, say, the high at 17, 19,000 and nearly doubling their money five years later? Whereas if you put that 19,000 in a bank, you'd still be sat with 19,000 today. And that 19,000 purchasing power would have got you a heck of a lot less today than it would have got you five years ago. So even just doubling to where we are right now, you, you've got to be happy because you just don't double your money anywhere else. But you know, we've still got massive, massive, massive upside to go. And I'm going to demonstrate that in a couple of minutes uh, for you all about what we have got in the, in the future. Bam VDB, uh, Bram VDB. Good to see you in the house. Don't forget to pound the like button. I've just seen that you snuck in there. So what I'm trying to get at, people, is I really am not bothered about this correction. Let's go and hear from somebody right now who um, this guy has been around the block. He's been on CNBC. He's been laughed at and scoffed at. And I always say that those who laugh at this ultimately come round to it. And I've got a video clip I want to run here. And it's from Pomp on Twitter, Anthony Pompliano, um, Morgan Creek Digital Assets. OK, he's got his own YouTube show and he's on CNBC with a guy called Kevin O'Leary. If you're from the UK, you'll be familiar with um, Dragon's Den. In America, they have Shark Tank. And Kevin O'Leary is one of the top guys on Shark Tank. He's a billionaire. He's very, very wealthy. And I want to show you what happens if we hodlers just buy and hold our Bitcoin and we tune out the noise. They always come around. Now, Kevin O'Leary, he was slamming on Pomp and Bitcoin at the start of this video clip. And by the end of it, Let's hear what he had to say when Pomp interviewed him. So let's have a little look and a listen, people. I'm trying to help you all to build your diamond hands. Here we go. Look at Amazon stock, right? So Amazon's drawn down over 90% twice. Uh, the intra-year drawdown is over 30% on average, right? So it's a, a pretty volatile stock in that sense. It's just supply and demand. If you have a scarce asset and demand well, increases, Mr. Wonderful it. thinks it's worthless. Well, I, I called it garbage I, this I morning. Want to explore the, I, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> I want to explore the idea that there is nothing here except raw speculation. Mm -hmm. No different than when I go to Las Vegas and put my money on black or red. Now, that's somebody back then that clearly did not have a clue about Bitcoin, had clearly not read anything, not did any research into it. You know, talking about Bitcoin is no more than going onto a roulette wheel and either betting on red or black. No idea at all. But this was 2019. A roulette wheel.
Where's the long-term value? Just this this idea that they're going to cut the number of units in half? That's such a scam. <laughs> like, that's just totally BS. That's totally BS. Okay, now, he's got probably millions of followers on Twitter, okay? People probably trust and follow what he says because of being on Shark Tank. So how many regular people like us did he influence not to buy Bitcoin by going on and saying what he said um, on CNBC. And that was May 2019. Now let, let's listen to what he says in May 2021. I think yeah. when we first met yeah. uh, three years ago, maybe now, yeah. uh, CNBC set. I didn't know very much about you other than how oh, this guy on Shark Tank. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you knew anything about me. And I told you that fifty percent of my net worth in Bitcoin. I thought you were crazy. And uh, well, that that's a, a nice way of putting it because I think on the segment what you said was I forbid you from. <laughs> I forbid I, you. I, I remember we were on the set of Squawk Box. Yes. And I thought, who is this idiot? Yes. Who, why would he put so much into one thing? You and know? and uh, and you didn't realize that uh, I think I was playing a game with you and you were playing a game with me because uh, right before the segment started, uh, they were at commercial. And we were all talking or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was just kind of jabbing you a little bit, trying to get you to, to be excited. And then you you said to me right before, so you said, how much you know do you have in this? I said, 50%. The lights and cameras turn on. And that was the first thing you fired across. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, those that was then. Okay, that was then. So what is my point here? My point is we can all be influenced by people on the mainstream television, um, and they can influence us incorrectly if they don't do any research before they open their mouth. And we, as regular plebs, we do ourselves a disservice by just listening to these people. Another classic example is when your government says, don't worry, we will take care of you. Do your research. Understand that they come out with these narratives because they want to win votes and they don't want uprising from the masses because the masses actually know, but never do anything about it, that the governments are going to tuck them up. The governments are going to literally rip them off, bleed them dry. That is why most people, it is shown in surveys, will end up age 65, either dead or dead broke with not enough money to bury themselves. Don't be that person. Do your research. Ask questions. Question everything. And this is what I wanted to show you this clip for, because some of these people that you're going to hear on your televisions when Bitcoin's price drop, you know, I don't know whether we've got any narratives out yet. Our Bitcoin's dead. This is it. It's going to zero. But I'm sure they'll appear at some point. And you've got to tune the noise out. And I get so blasted passionate about why people should follow channels like mine, because I try to bring this information to you so that you don't go and listen to these mainstream media puppets that have got an agenda. They've got a narrative or their hands have been tied so they're not allowed to say what they truly think because maybe their strings are pulled by financial institutions or banks or producers at their local or their, at their television stations, etc. So that's what I wanted to show you in terms of that part of the segment. 
Okay, what we're now going to do, and then we're going to get on to some really interesting tweets around what I'm covering here. Uh, Torup, welcome. Good to see uh, you in the house. And that is, we're now going to listen to um, a clip that Pomp delivered. I believe it was yesterday, actually. And he was asking what the hell is going on with the Bitcoin price, which I'm sure many people are asking. I'm not. I know I've lived through this before. Both my lovely wife and I have been in this since May 2017. So we saw the hype bubble running up to December. We lived through the Segwit war. We lived through the forking of Bcash with Roger Veer. It's like, who? Um, we lived through that and everyone was fearful that he was going to go off and that Bitcoin cash was going to be the new Bitcoin chain, the main chain. It didn't happen. I've lived through the pump up in December. I've lived through the pullback right down to three and a half grand. And then the two years of a bear market, then the halving of 2020, then the run up in 2021. And now we're back down halfway down again. I don't care. I'm holding my Bitcoin for my family for generations. I don't care. The more the price is down, when my monthly DCA kicks in, I get more sats for my money. That's what you need to be considering. But having said that, I can't explain the markets to you because I'm a regular dude. So I guess Pomp can sort of deliver it better than I can. So let's have, to have a listen to this clip and listen to what he has to say. Why the hell is Bitcoin's price crashing? What the hell is going on? One of the things that I'm personally very interested in is the idea that Bitcoin specifically is a volatile asset in US dollar terms. We saw over six different times in 2021 where Bitcoin drew down more than 20%. Six times it drew down more than 20% in 2021. I believe in Bitcoin's history, it's drawn down over 80% three times. So 50% down is nothing new. There was a 50% drawdown in Bitcoin's price in 2018. There's a 50% drawdown in Bitcoin's price in 2020. There's a 50% drawdown in Bitcoin's price in 2021. And now that we're seeing a sell-off of Bitcoin in 2022, just understand this is not new. You don't have to panic. You don't have to freak out. What you do have to understand, though, is exactly how this asset performs. And understand as best you can as to why it's performing the way that it is. A lot of folks over the last two years or so that previously didn't hold Bitcoin, that work at large Wall Street institutions or the institutions or organizations themselves, they started to adopt Bitcoin, started to buy it, and they thought that they were long-term holders. But they treat the asset like a risk asset. And so as they fear the Fed's interest rate hikes, that that cheap capital become more expensive in the market and that some of the unleashed demand will actually dry up a little bit. They start to sell those risk assets. They rotate their capital from risk on to risk off. So what he's saying there, if you knew these Wall Street traders, etc., they put their money in Bitcoin until things look unstable and then they see Bitcoin as risky. So they hook their money out and they go and put it into something else. And yet they say they're long term hodlers. And what I'm saying is a long term hodler are people like me. Nothing's making me sell. The further it goes down, the more sats I get for my money when I DCA. 
Now, I won't ever sell because there'll be financial instruments that come along that will allow me to borrow against my Bitcoin. So I never pay any taxes and I never touch my Bitcoin. And I don't want to touch my Bitcoin and I want to educate my family on why when I'm gone, they never sell their Bitcoin and they learn how to take out loans against the Bitcoin because that way you don't pay any capital gains tax and you die with debt. But it's positive debt against assets. That's what all the millionaires and billionaires around the world do. I used to ask the question before Bitcoin, how come people like Donald Trump don't pay any taxes? And then you listen to Robert Kiyosaki uh, from Rich Dad. And he says the rich get richer because they know how to not pay taxes legally by borrowing at low interest rates against an asset. And you can borrow uh, against Bitcoin at maybe five, six, seven percent. And yet on average, over the last 10, 12 years, it's grown 100 and 170 percent. Why wouldn't you borrow at the low interest rate against the asset that's going up seven, eight, nine, ten x more than what your interest rate is? It's like it's like not rocket science, really, but I'm still getting my head around it. So what Pomp is saying is once some start to freak out that said they were long term holders and they're really not they wimp out, it starts a cascading that just keeps going down. And then the weak hands see the price going down and they think, oh my Lord, I'm going to lose my money. I better get out now. And they sell, which creates another cascade and they sell. And before long, you flush the market out of all the weak hands. And I personally believe we are flushing out. We are having a really good flush out of weak hands that are more those Wall Street traders, etc. They want the value stocks. They want the value investing. They want the conservative investments. They want to risk mitigate. And so if you're on Wall Street, if you're an institution, if you're a large asset manager, Bitcoin to you is the most risky thing you own. You're a seller. You're not trying to hold it. You simply treat it like a growth stock or a tech stock. But Bitcoiners, those are, in my opinion, the most important people. Because we just hit an all-time high in Bitcoin holders that have a Bitcoin address with a balance of at least 0.01 Bitcoin. It's an all-time high. Bitcoin miners, the hash rate, just hit an all-time high. The underlying fundamentals, the Bitcoin natives, they're undeterred by the price movement. In fact, they're continuing to stack sets. They're continuing to secure the network. And ultimately, what we have is we have price completely diverging from reality of the Bitcoin fundamentals. I'll stop it there for a second. There's only nine seconds left. But it was interesting. Greg Foss, um, he was on a, a podcast. I watched it this morning. And he was saying that in terms of the price that Bitcoin should be at right now with its fundamentals, I think he was talking about two million a coin or something like that. And it's currently 35,700 at the moment. So, you know, right now, without a doubt, the price is definitely divorced from the fundamentals of Bitcoin and where it really should be. But at some point, this is going to be like a coil spring that's let go. Let's listen to the last nine seconds. And over a long enough period of time, price and fundamentals have to meet again. The question is just what's going to happen between now and then and how long will that take? So the key is to buy and hold Bitcoin and get it while it's on sale. Now, if you're new to all of this, you probably hear people like me saying that, but I absolutely mean it. You know, all of a sudden when this thing does a U-turn and none of us know when it's going to do a U-turn. If I go back over to the desktop again, you know, that could at any moment over here decide to shoot up again. 
It might not. It might keep going down. We might be going into a bear market. And, you know, I don't know. I haven't got a crystal ball. But all the on-chain metrics say we haven't had a FOMO period yet. You know, a period like 2017 where it goes parabolic because everyone and his dog is piling in and buying whatever they can without any regard for the fact that there's a massive FOMO uh, thing happening. We've seen none of that in this bull run. So there's a, there is an argument that we could still see an upturn and we go off to the races again in 2022. So the next argument is people say, oh, it's going down. I'll hold off until it goes lower. What if you hold off and then tomorrow the thing goes on a parabolic pump and then you're out of position? No one knows. So get off zero now. Get your Bitcoin now and let it do what it's going to do. I'm just trying to explain to you by looking at some of these graphs. And for those that joined us late, this one, you know, uh, no, sorry, not, not this one. We'll recap on July 12 to uh, July 15. That was a three-year run-up and pullback. We've got January 17 to January 19 run-up, high pullback. We've got this one that we're in right now that's looking slightly different. But the point is absolutely none of us know when this thing is going to go into liftoff mode. I think that's the point I'm trying to make here, people. So let's go over and look at some tweets. And I added this one in late because it was something that Greg Foss came up again. Uh, yeah, Michael uh, Lillianfeld, mind the gap. Um, Dan Suffolk, Bitcoiner, welcome to you guys. Great to see you. Michael Witter has just joined us. Good to see you, Michael. Absolutely never sell your Bitcoin. Absolutely. Definitely never sell. Let me know where you're tuning in from, people, because this is going out live on Twitter. It is going out live on my Facebook page. It is going out live here on YouTube. And in fact, I believe it's also going out live on either DTube or Discord. And I can't remember how to get back into either of them. So I, if you're on any of those platforms, put a message in saying where you're watching it from, because I can see where the messages are coming in from. Let's go over and start to uh, look at some tweets, if I can get on the right screen. Look at this one I found, people. Greg Foss, if you think you're too late to all of this, what you're looking at here, the two dots at the bottom are Apple. At the top, it says one of those blocks um, is worth about half a trillion dollars. OK, then you've got gold, um, about 10 trillion there or 20 of the dots. And then all the other gray ones are bonds, are the bonds. So this is how much space there is for Bitcoin to grab some of those macro assets. And Greg Foss puts it so well. We'll hit two million a coin if we only take 10 percent of the um, not. Hang on. Nine hundred trillion total money, total assets in the world. Five percent of that would give us a two million Bitcoin. Then he talks about the 400 trillion of debt. And if we took 10% of that, then Bitcoin would be 2 million again. So I think what Greg is sort of intimating here, we are still so flipping early in all of this. I mean, goodness gracious, you know, you could infiltrate if Apple only came in with a couple of percent and put it into Bitcoin, this thing would go parabolic. There is so much upside in this asymmetric bet that is Bitcoin. Baj Dobnik has joined us. Baj, good to have you in the house. 
uh, my good man, as always. I've got a big window over there and it's showing me as people join. So that's pretty neat. Um, right. Let's have a look at some um, other tweets I found that are quite relevant as well. Here's a good one from Bitcoin Archive. Look at these three schematics. In days, that's how Bitcoin looks. In years, it looks like that. But in decades, we've got this S-curve thing going upwards. This price to infinity if you zoom out. And I'll come on to a sailor tweet in a minute that sort of highlights that really well. Here it is. If you're going to invest in Bitcoin, a short time horizon is four years. A mid time horizon, 10 years. And the right time horizon is you invest in it forever. I think that is absolutely superb from Sailor and so true. Listen, I'm not a money manager. I've never been in money. I was a trucker, haulier, lorry driver, whatever you call it in your country for, you know, over two decades of my life. And I didn't understand money. I certainly didn't understand. I thought debt was a bad thing. But, you know, after being in Bitcoin, over time, if you dig your head into this, the likes of P. Hill and my granddaughter, Kate Linden, and my daughter, Buffy W., if you actually dig in and get your head around this, you'll start to understand how you should be borrowing using a financial instrument against your Bitcoin and never, ever, ever selling the most pristine asset the world has ever seen in living human history the most pristine asset. It is up there with the invention of the printing press, the wheel, the motor car. It's just that it's only played out over 13 years. You've got to give it another decade or two and let the thing start to gather its momentum. And it's going to absolutely tear people's faces off as and when it does that. I've just noticed MG Smith 4 has just joined uh, the call. Good to see you in the house, MG Smith 4. Great to have you in here with us, as always. Don't forget, everyone, so important you smash that like button. What else did I find uh, of use? Well, there you go. If you're freaking out because the Bitcoin price is dropping, think of the uh, president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, going and buying another 410 more Bitcoins. He just bought a 410. He bought the effing dip, people. That is uh, the head of a nation state buying the dip. So you should be buying the dip as well because this guy really gets it. And I'm so excited to see how this um, El Salvador and then the rest of South America plays out over the coming five to 10 years in terms of uh, adopting Bitcoin. I find it so, so exciting and so bullish that it just stops me even worrying about the day-to-day -day fluctuations in price. It's just being manipulated by uh, the whales. Jimmy Song's an OG. He's down in El Salvador with Max Kaiser right now. If you can't handle being wrong for a few months, you don't deserve to be right for decades. I love that. That is so blooming profound from Jimmy Song. 
Yeah, you need to be hand handle being a bit wrong or thinking it's going up and it doesn't. And it's like no pain, no gain. He who laughs last laughs longest and so on and so forth. You build that diamond hand and you literally hold that Bitcoin and you don't let anybody near it or anybody touch it. Uh, Nayeb flips a mean burger at McDonald's. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that as well, uh, MG Smith 4. I spotted that one too. Okay, what else have we got? Parman down in um, Australia. You want to follow Parman on Twitter. He's got a great web page that gives you loads and loads of information about securing your Bitcoin, what it is, you know, understanding it a bit more. He's got some great resources out there, I have to say. And and he and I have had a, a few Zoom calls to get to know each other over the last handful of months. He's a great guy as well, great Bitcoiner. He says, adopting Bitcoin is not a buy Bitcoin or allocate some percentage of net worth. It's deciding to never sell for fiat. In the end, only adoption matters and it can't be measured by price. The price is a reflection of what the uninitiated think of Bitcoin. Freedom equals adoption. So our freedom is going to come with the adoption of Bitcoin is what he is saying. And it's the uninitiated and their thoughts on Bitcoin that they don't go down the rabbit hole and learn about to build that diamond hand. It is the uninitiated that are doing all this to the price, thinking they can flip it and make a few bucks quick. Bitcoin is not about flipping and making a few bucks. If you want, to, if you want that, go and mess around with the poop coins that are out there that I've got no interest in. Bitcoin is a buy and hold for a decade or longer or never sell uh, mentality. And so that's what I love about it. And that is why I love to build a strong hand mentality um, on my show. Now, I love quotes, as you know, and I found this one from Gandhi and I want you to read it and absorb it, people. You must be the change you want to see in the world. So if you want to make the world a better place, be a pioneer of change and stack the Bitcoin, learn about it. Red pill or orange pill, whoever you can, family, friends, not everyone will listen. The cold, hard realities of life are surveys show that something like 65 to 70 percent of everyone on Earth will get to the age of 65 and either be dead or dead broke without enough money to bury them. I said that at the start of this show. So if you want a better world, you need to be the change that you want to see in the world. I really, really love that tweet from Gandhi. So people, that is your UK Bitcoin Master live show for the 24th of January, 2022. If you like the content, drop me a tip, drop me a tip, drop me a few Satoshis. Now, I don't expect it, but I'll always appreciate it clearly because as many of my friends in the chat know, they know how many hours I spend researching, building the show just to deliver a 40, 45 minute show. Uh, my lovely wife knows this as well. I might be looking into it, researching, taking clips and editing them up to two days before the show goes live. So, you know, I've got a rollover into one show. Then tomorrow I start working on the show for Thursday and then Friday for the following Monday. And it's a never 
never-ending task. So again, I do not run this show for any type of financial gain. I do it for the love of helping just one more person uh, be orange-pilled into the Bitcoin overlay and move towards freedom. But if somebody wants to drop a few Satoshis, there's a couple of lightning uh, addresses there. Like I've said, you don't have to, but anything is appreciated. So that is it, people. Another show bites the dust. Do check out the notes section for anybody that finds this channel either today that are brand new or in the future. If you want to connect with me and book 30 minutes or 60 minutes of my time and talk Bitcoin, um, ask questions, help set a trezor up. Um, there is an email address uh, down below. You can reach out to me. There is a couple of calendar uh, addresses down there where you can book either a 30 minute or a 60 minute consultation with me uh, with, uh, for some Satoshis. So that's all down there. You've got links to last Thursday's show with Larry Lepard. Check that out. I thought it was brilliant. One of the best, not I've done, the most enjoyable um, interviews that I've done. Uh, that was superb. But I'm going to be back on Thursday with another live US guest. So come and join me on Thursday, 6pm UK time for that. But for now, please retweet this. Please share it out. Share it with some family members and just tell them there's this mad Englishman who talks about Bitcoin. You ought to go and listen to him. Here's a link to his show. That would get more eyeballs on it. That would get more people getting a Bitcoin wallet and getting 0.01 Bitcoin on it so that that all-time high that Anthony Pompliano was on about of Bitcoin addresses with 0.01 Bitcoin would grow and more regular people like us would get in first before all the banks and the financial institutions all pile in. So do that, people, and then come back on Thursday for my live interview. I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin master. Stack those sats and hodl, people, and don't worry about that day-to-day -day price. I'll see you all on Thursday.